A battle to the death. Classic albums clashing till there's only one left. A killer contest, but before we get to it, there's rules to the scheme. So let me tell you how we do it. Eight classic albums, one classic year. Draw them out the hat and chew the fat right here. We rate them, we slate them, discuss them and debate them, analyze the beats and quote the lyrics verbatim. When all is said and done, we put it to the vote and tell you which of them is won. Then it's to the semis and the final for the final cassette or CD. So who will it be? We going all in, so on the sound of the whistle, let the games begin. Hello and welcome to Hip Hop World Cup, the podcast that pits golden age hip hop albums against each other in a contest to find the ultimate champion. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and joining me as ever are Steve Hitchcock. How are you doing, Steve? Yeah, I'm good. Hi, everybody. And James Larry Luscombe, all right, James? Yeah, good. How you doing? Good, very well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, welcome to this bonus episode uh, where we're taking a look at some of the albums that didn't quite make their way into our main episodes uh, for each year of hip hop's golden age. Um, the idea for the show actually came from an email we had from one of our regular listeners um, who wrote the following Hi, guys, love the show. Uh, nothing beats slipping naked into a hot bubble bath with a glass of sherry, listening to you three analyzing 90s hip hop. Uh, it would be great if you did an episode putting the best of your honourable mentions up against each other in the Hip Hop World Cup, as there were stacks of dope albums that didn't make the cut. Please make my wish come true. Best wishes, Sir Jeff Hurst. Well, Jeff, it looks like your wish has come true, as that's exactly what we're doing. So Lovely show. image as well of him in the, in the tub. Image, isn't it? He, I think he might have written that while he was in, a, in the bath as well. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it. Um, so basically, this show is, we're going to be looking at the albums that we all kind of felt should have been in some of our earlier episodes that really really strong albums that for, for one reason or another i don't know perhaps uh, only one of us liked it or, or whatever um didn't make it into our regular episodes so we've picked the eight best of those and we're going to put them up against each other in a hip-hop world cup what are your thoughts on that gent steve exciting yeah, I'm looking, yeah i'm looking forward to this i think um it'd be nice to kind of get your uh, your objective views on the uh, the best of the rest and I, and I know you two are going to be really fair tonight um and actually dan it's f- funny that jeff kind of wrote in because as you know we've been getting kind of a lot of mail haven't we this is like the one of the latest shows and um oh loads, loads i just i just wanted to read out um one of the uh one of the letters we had as well actually so go on was, uh, dear hip-hop world cup uh, i needed to write to the hip-hop world cup hr department to file a, a bullying complaint on behalf of me uh, because of the amount of ganging up that's being done against me. Hmm. Uh, that's from Ross. And I think that's that's a really kind of fair point. So I really hope you two are going to kind of be a lot fairer than you are normally. And perhaps, you know, I don't know, listen to my opinions. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, the albums I've chosen are going to get through to the, like, the semi-final and the final. So, uh, and this is a letter that's come directly to you rather than through the official channels. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a real person, uh, Ross Burns. A, a written le- letter on paper. Uh, it, it, it came in electronic format I, and uh, it may have come, come directly to me, but it's still to the world. And you solicited the message. It sounds like you're bullying me again. This is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, anyway, listen, listen, Ross, uh, if that is indeed your real name, um, what can we say? I mean, Ross Hitchcock, if, if, is it? Ross Hitchcock. <laughs> uh, it, it, maybe we would have considered more of Steve's albums had he not wanted to get Tupac in every, every episode, uh, no matter how good the quality of his albums I don't know. He sounds like he's banging the same drum episode after episode. Uh, yeah. And it's just he's, sour grapes. And he's uh, not in this episode either, so that's even more irritating. 
Okay. So sorry about that, Ross. We'll try and do our best to be fair and try and give uh, Steve a fair crack of the whip. But some of the albums he's selected for this episode, uh, it may not, may or may not happen. Uh, so for if, if any reason you don't know how this show works uh, by now, here's a quick recap of the rules. Ladies and gentlemen, so here are the rules. Using a scientific process of shortlists and horse trading, Danny, James and Steve agree on a list of eight albums from the chosen year, which will compete for the Hip Hop World Cup. In each round, our pundits draw the albums from a hat to decide who plays who. Then discuss each match and vote for the album they want to win. Albums with the most votes progress through the rounds to the final, where the lads vote again to decide which album is the undisputed hip-hop World Cup champion. Let the games begin! James, any news on True Score? Um, have you been um, sort of tinkering with it, tweaking, tweaking it, optimizing it? Um, I can't speak too much about it because there is an NDA uh, in play, but I haven't had access to True Score for several weeks now. Oh, oh, and that's really all I can say. Um, they, and when I say they, I mean the kind of the authorities, didn't like the fact that a hip-hop analysis app also had access to the pictures of people's smartphones. We argued that it was just, you know, it was it was a dual-purpose app. It was um, fulfilling the needs of people who like photography and hip-hop analysis. Um, and the, and the data was being fed back where the, you know the, it was the being picture. fed back into a into a server um, <laughs> that I can't really get into. But um, yeah, it's you know our the, like the authorities' definition of photography didn't sort of um, didn't really gel what we thought was you know arti- artistically valid. I suppose I suppose CCTV CC um, footage isn't really you know in, that was in, that in was that, changing rooms that was their stuff, argument. But um, you know, yeah. Well, perhaps you should, yeah okay well mate oh well, that's a shame you're so you're gonna have to go off the cuff tonight you're i've been i've been to... i've been flying solo on this one yeah so, yeah, so we're gonna quite an raw, unnerving experience raw uncut opinion straight from the mind of james luskin and not verified by true score this is these are exciting times yeah that, uh, that might work in my favor cool well, well in that case uh let's crack straight on with it i'm going to read through the eight albums that have made it into our Hip Hop World Cup Best of the Rest episode. Uh, they are as follows: um, Diamond D uh, and the Psychotic Neurotic Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop from 1992. Uh, Redman's What the Album, uh, also from 1992. Uh, Curious, A Constipated Monkey from 1994, uh, and Nine Nine Lives from 95. Uh, we've got Grand Poobers, 2000, and AZ's Do or Die. Uh, group homes live in proof, and finally, Doctor Octagon's Doctor Octagon Nicologist. Is that right, Steve? Yeah, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Octagon Nicologist. Yeah. Um, so those are your eight albums. Uh, we're going to be digging into those uh, in a moment. Uh, so before we crack on, I know this is a honourable mentions best of the rest episode where we're sort of covering the best of the rest. Didn't get into the episodes, but are there any chaps that still didn't make it in that you would have liked to have seen in here that even? You know, through our usual process, didn't quite make the cut. Steve, 
Yeah, well, I was arguing quite uh, heavily, wasn't I, for DJ Shadow, which you two kind of poo-pooed straight away, which is which is a kind of classic hip-hop album. Um, so I don't know what was up with you two with that one. Well, I just I know I don't know it. Never heard it. Um, and also, isn't it an instrumental? I don't know whether that can qualify. Uh, yeah, we haven't had any instrumental albums, have we? I yeah, at this point. That is, that is true. It is a seminal instrumental album, though. I mean, it, yeah, it probably it probably was. I mean, not necessarily the first instrumental hip hop album, but it was certainly the kind of first big one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know it's much. It's it, you know, it's really loved by a lot of people, um, but certainly I'm not one of them. We um we couldn't get Tupac in here either. Me against the world. That was a bit of a travesty. Yeah, yeah. Poor old Tupac. As if as if being dead wasn't bad enough. You know, he <laughs> couldn't even make it into this. Um, Larry, any any uh, best of the rest? I'm just trying to kind of cast my mind back to the to the voting. Really, I, I, the only one that really springs to mind is uh, No IDs album. Um, can't quite remember the name. It's Accept Your Own and Accept Be Yourself. Your I think be yourself, the black yeah. album. Yeah. yeah, really good um, album though. There's some great production yeah. on there. It's kind of it's a it's a bit of a half and a half. It's got some really astonishingly good tracks on it, and the rest is filler. Yeah, let's let's be honest. Um, but the good tracks are really really great, and I would urge anyone to to seek it out. It doesn't get doesn't really get any mentions anywhere that I can see. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's quite a very slept on album. Um, for me, I think as ever, I've been trying to shoehorn this one in for ages. But Trends of Culture's '93 album, Trends, is just yeah, is one of my all timers. Love it to bits, and it just yeah. doesn't get mentioned. Uh, it's got Off and On on there, which is an absolute banger. And um, yeah, I'd like to have seen that one in, and talk about that in greater detail. And also, I think the only other one was the Cellar Dwellers album, Realms and Reality. Um, Listen to it again not so long ago. Probably not as good as my memory tells me it was, but still a really, really, really good album. So yeah, two. I just kind of. We had to make our minds up about the ones we wanted to see back in here, didn't we? And some of them had to, you know, had to go. And you know, I think I think what we've got here is are eight that are really, really strong. It's um, a very, um, it's a very kind of even field, I think. Yeah. You know, it's any. I, I'm not sure who's going to win tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, without further ado, let's crack on with round one. Welcome back. You join us here at the Hip Hop World Cup Best of the Rest episode, uh, and we're about to go into round one. Um, our eight albums uh, are lining up, ready to do battle. Um, so to get things moving along in round one, um, the matches were drawn and voted on earlier today, um, which gives us a chance to kind of talk about the losing albums more in round one, and then move on to the winners in greater detail in the semis and the final. Um, so the first match that was played was uh, Diamond D's Stunts, Blunts and Hip Hop uh, up against Redman's What the Album. And these two 92 albums were drawn against each other, which is quite interesting. Um, two of the bigger albums from that year. Um, this one was a 2-1 win for Redman, um, unsurprising enough for me. I think that's um, you know a very fair result. But Steve, you voted for Diamond, didn't you, in this one? Yeah. I was absolutely gutted when this was drawn against Redmond because I knew that I knew that you two would vote for it. It's like, oh no, it's typical. But this is one of my favourite albums ever. I just every time I listen to this, it just gets me so excited about hip hop. I think it's like classic early early nineties hip hop. The beats are brilliant. They're quite like the tracks are quite melodic. I think very kind of simple, 
the rapping's great. There's some classic lines on there. Love the samples. It's just, just for me, it's just like classic early hip hop or early 90s hip hop. You know, as he says himself, the rhymes are dope and the beats are ill. And it's also got a bit of like provenance because it's like, you know, DITC, Diamond D's, you know, such an important like figure in hip hop. It's, you know, for me, it's like a historic album. I love going back and listening to it over and over again. You know, and it is a long album, isn't it? It's 23 tracks on there, but I love listening all the way through. And it's just got, I don't I don't actually know what you two think about this. I don't know which tracks you like on it, whether you kind of kind of agree with me, but I could, oh, I just love, I, I can put this album on and just listen to it over and over and over again. Particularly when it gets to the end, I love Feel the Vibe. I think that's an absolute brilliant head nodder. So what do you two think? Are you, is it is it is it just me that likes this kind of sound, or is it? I don't think like you're not. I mean, I, I'll go first. I, you're definitely you're not wrong to to really like it. I mean, have you always had it? Like since back in the day? Uh, no, I didn't get it in '92. No, 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 no. So I did it actually? Ca- did it come out in '92, or was it one of those yeah. ones that was? It did actually yeah, come it out. It came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had it in my head. It, it was always sort of quite a rare sort of album yeah it was rare but yeah. it had some kind of really classic tracks that were quite well known like a day in a life that's a really kind of famous one and best kept secret yeah. i think it was slightly before it was slightly before diamond d as we he went on to be called kind of blew up as a producer it was, it was sort of before the whole before kind that, of ditc stuff it was like sort of yeah. jizz's first album or something yeah, yeah like i mean pre there's, they're on here. A few of the, those guys are on it, aren't they? But yeah, yeah. You've got Showbiz on there. You've got even like a skit with Big L. Yeah. Um, you've got um, a Brand Nubian appear at different different points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's the early kind of seeds of, of the DITC crew, and they might have even been calling themselves that. But um, it, it's just, but it's a very early kind of prototype Diamond D that you get in this this album, I think. Um, but Larry, what's your what's your relationship like with Diamond D as a producer in general? Like. Um, as hip hop went on, I don't. Ha- I can't say that I. You know, I couldn't really name any of his tracks. I'm, I'm sure that if you, if we kind of went through like the Big L album, for example, I'm sure there will be like a few Diamond D beats on there that are kind of some of my all-time favorites. But he's not somebody who I. He's not like Premier or someone like that who I or Pete Rock who I sort of know. That's his. Yeah those are his beats so i can't really say to be honest um i, yeah. I certainly n- never had this at the time um and i also never kind of got it during my sort of second wave of hip-hop kind of fandom sort of in the late late 90s early 2000s when i did pick up a lot of these older albums and i think at the time this was just a, a really sort of hard to come by kind of cd or record and i just never never got it um so i don't have a relationship with it um i think actually like given that it is 1992 it is quite advanced sounding for that for that period yeah i'd agree with that it sounds a little bit later than that um but it just kind of strikes me as it's it's very over long i think it's all you know 20 odd tracks on there which is just silly yeah Um, there's a nice little album in there somewhere i think um yeah the the good tracks are often really really good not not that i could sort of really name any um but yeah just far too much average stuff on there quite a few sort of skitty sort of things and um i don't know it's kind of it sounds a lot of it production wise it's a little bit kind of sloppy sounding like it's kind of raw but not in necessarily a way that i like um don't know he's he's kind of he's a he's a quite good rapper 
but nothing yeah. really nothing really to get too excited about and it it just goes into that category of albums where i suspect i probably would have liked it if i had it all these years but i just find it very hard to kind of gel with albums like this that i come to in later years basically yeah yeah i guess it's all about the context at the time and where you were and how you felt when you first heard it it's hard to recreate that sort of thing i just think you know hip-hop hip-hop apart from a handful it's not really an, an album genre it's a kind of it's a oh i don't know it's, about it's, that it's, it's a okay like there's maybe like 10 or 20 yeah like really kind of absolutely solid gold classics like i guess my point is like this isn't a good album like there's there are lots of really good tracks on it but yeah i don't know it's just um yeah i mean i have to say personally me i i never had this when it first came out i had to sort of record it off somebody else and i had i never really played it much back back in those days um i was very aware of diamond and who he was and sort of i remember seeing the videos i think it was for sally got a one track mind and um, Best Kept Secret, I think, were on MTV Raps. And I remember those, I think they were the singles. And um, like them at the time, I just, for some reason, didn't sort of compel me to go and check out the album at, uh, at the time. I guess it was 92 and maybe a bit more choosy about what we could and couldn't buy. Perhaps if I was, maybe I had more disposable income, then I might have picked it up and grown to love it over the years. But just never had it. So I got it later in the day. And um, yeah, just, just never really... Um, loved it um but which is weird because if i had to compile a list a top 10 of my favorite producers uh, i think diamond d might make it in there he's done lots of stuff on other people's albums like yeah. later on i think i was first introduced to him on the fat joe album some of the stuff he did on that the you know uh, represent i think he did flow joe and things like that yeah. um and i liked him from that moment on obviously we've talked about the track he did on house of pain's album and he did um Let it out on the alcoholics which is which is a banger and also there's, there's one on um the D project album from 94 or 5 larry that we i think five, we like. i think yeah yeah um that, that he did um so yeah i'm a fan of his and I, I like his stuff but for some reason i got into him after this album and it this one kind of got buried so inevitably that was going to result in me voting for red man um over this but i know it's a really really important album to you to you steve so um it's nice to let you have your say on it um okay so well let's leave that one then so that's a 2-1 win for red man as he goes through to the semi-final come on y'all get locked in down and hot walk in your town come on come on y'all get locked in down and hot walk in your town The next match in round one uh, is Curious's A Constipated Monkey from 94 versus Nine Lives by Nine. Now, uh, this was another 2-1 win uh, for Curious. Um, so we had uh, myself and Steve voting for Curious and Larry went for Nine. So I'd be really interested. Let's start with Larry because I'm really interested to know why you picked Nine over Curious on this one. Yeah, I mean, it was quite a close run thing, to be honest. It, it would have been quite useful to have True Score. Uh, for this one, I think. So it would have been interesting to see what, what the system came up with. But yeah, for me, I don't really... They're not kind of in my regular rotation. They sort of never have been, really. I, I think I, I gave Nine the nod just because... I don't know. I just think it's always interesting when you've got a rapper with a really sort of unique voice, which, you know, Nine definitely does. 
Um, And the production is quite sort of unique sounding as well. Yeah. Um, There's something a bit, it's hard to explain, but something a bit sort of wonky about some of the the music on there, if yeah. you know what I mean. The way I think, the samples are processed, I think, yeah, it's sort of. It's I think like a lot of the samples, and... yeah, I think there's been sort of repitched quite quite a lot of them, which often sort of give things quite a sort of ethereal kind of dreamy feeling. Yeah, but it feels um, like that's kind of the mood that he's going for with it. Oh, def- definitely, definitely. So. Yeah, look that, at some of the artwork on the back with yeah, the smoke, and it's very that's blunted it, a bit, and a nightmarish kind of yeah, yeah. delirious kind of sound which i like um it's got some really nice sort of classic 95 drums on there sort of really big and crunchy drums um like ah shit is a, is a good example of that um i think what you want is is still great that's kind of yeah. always been the standout for me I, I absolutely love that track um and again sort of like quite unique with that sort of orchestral yeah, kind of sample and stuff yeah yeah, yeah, I think that's the, 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 as a thing I said about this when we, we talked about his second album. The producer's a guy called Rob Lewis. Yeah, which, yeah. as I said, sounds like somebody in the year above you at school. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's he's just got a really weird kind of distinctive um, sound, and I think that's really accounts for a lot because it's really hard to plow your own furrow in hip hop, isn't it? To try Definitely. and get a sound that, that is unique to you, and he really has done that across the two albums. And he's a really interesting producer. And the, yeah, some of the beats on this are really interesting. Like not not the sort of stuff you hear anywhere else. Um, but you know, what you want was just massive. I mean, that's such yeah. a big, big tune. It's massive. Um, I see, yeah, that that's one. that's all. That's kind of up there. Yeah, in the sort of Mount, Mount Rushmore of kind of classic. Oh yeah, symbols, definitely. I think yes, yeah, it's, it's it's like on the Alien playlist. Um, I, I used to just turn that one up uh, yeah. so loud. It's one of those that you kind of turn it up and you want that beat when the beat comes in. Yeah just and i, I think all, all, like as good as the beat is on that like he really sells it like with yeah. his voice and his flow as well like any other rapper on there it'd still be a good beat but he just he really i know it's really special kind of that that great beat combined with his really unique voice and flow yeah yeah it's i really actually prefer voice. um any mc that's yeah. the one that i kind of think kind of tops it there's some really lovely production on that as well and, and i think nine just flows so nicely on that track it's a real kind of head bother yeah it's ama- amazing that track that was one of the other singles as well it's yeah samples i'll get around by the spinners um Amazing, amazing beat. I was going to mention that one as well. How do, how do you both feel about the track with uh, with Froggy Frog on it? <laughs> oh, I absolutely hate it. It's one of the most annoying <laughs> tracks I've ever heard. Yeah, I've, I, I've, I'm not sure where. That, I think that was misguided. The introduction of Froggy Frog is that Nine doing a voice, or is it Froggy yeah, Frog a separate I, entity? I think it's him. I think it's like a MC Blowfish kind of <laughs> thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Like positive K on I Got a Man. Yeah. It yeah. almost like ruins the album. It's, oh. I, I don't, I wouldn't go that. It is a bit silly, but I don't, I don't hate it. It's I would have, like, I would have liked to have heard a, a whole Froggy Frog album. To be <laughs> with um, Rob Lewis on the beats. I'd like to have heard that. Uh, Steve, what's your relationship with this Nine album like then? I mean, is, is it one that you well, yeah, listen but- to a lot? I originally thought I was going to vote for this album really easily, and I talk about Curious in the, in the kind of next round. And and when I when I went back and listened to it, I was like, it is he is really great. I love Nine, and he's I don't know. There's just something about this album that it, like he's so raw and aggressive that I think in the end it really like started to like grind me down. Now I don't know if that's kind of my age or, or what or what it might be, but there's just not like as a whole album, it's just. I don't know. It's too abrasive. I don't know. Not maybe abrasive isn't the right word. It's just 
it's just so raw it just grinds on me so much i was just i was literally just gonna say the, use the word abrasive so i think yeah i think that's a good word yeah yeah, yeah so I, I i i like it but i've realized i probably don't like it as much as uh, as i used to um and uh yeah that's why i had to kind of vote for curious in the end yep so there we have it so yeah nine um going out in the first round to curious on that one two one So moving on to uh, the third match, and this for me is a heavyweight tie. Um, this is this is the big one. Of this the, is the big the, one. Yeah, a real head scratcher, I think. This one it causes quite a few problems. Um, but it's Grand Pooper's two thousand versus AZ's Do or Die. Grand Pooper, if you remember from a previous episode, uh, was the one that was uh, not included through an administrative error um, on yeah. Steve's part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I think there might have been some brown envelopes handed around, but. Um, yeah, so this he's finally made his way into one of our episodes. It's Grand Pooper versus AZ's Do or Die. Uh, and in this one, a sensational match. Uh, a 2-1, another 2-1 victory for Grand Pooper, knocking AZ out. Um, I voted for Grand Pooper, Larry voted for Grand Pooper, and Steve went for AZ. Um, so, okay, so like we did last time, Steve, let's hear from you first as to why you voted for AZ and buck the trend that me and Larry set. Yeah, oh, do you know what, you know, I think probably because I made the administrative administrative error, I thought I can't I can't vote for Puber because I feel like uh, I don't know. There's a kind of theme going on here, <laughs> but it was so close. Honestly, it was so so close. I feel I do really really bad that he missed out on it. It's a great album. We'll obviously talk about that in the next round. But the AZ album's like I don't know. It's like a it's a it's a '95 album. It's, it's got that kind of class classy kind of '95 vibe and. AZ's really underrated, I think, as a, as a rapper. He doesn't kind of get the props he, des- he deserves because he can actually rap really well. And there's loads of there's loads of good beats in this album. It's it's like it's a funny album. It's got a kind of I think like quite a lot of variety in terms of the beats, which I think causes it to lack a little bit with kind of cohesion. It doesn't feel like a, a proper album, but there's obviously some like absolutely amazing tracks on there. You know, like Give Me Yours is great. Ho Happy Jackie rather unique it's just classic pete rock which i bet danny you absolutely love that track um and um and there's a track on there called your world won't stop and i don't know larry do you know there's an atmosphere track called little man it's kind of like got a very similar sample don't, so every don't time, like atmosphere every so every, <laughs> every time i uh every time i listen to it i'm like oh it's just it's such a nice track uh so yeah it's uh it's a classy album, I think, um, and but very close. I, I think maybe you know on another day I would have voted for for t- uh, two thousand. Yeah, Larry, <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on AZ then? Because um, I know you're a fan yeah. of AZ, but, but yeah, I mean, I well, to, to, yeah, to say I'm a fan of AZ is probably pushing it. I don't think I've heard no. any, anything outside of this album apart from yeah, <laughs> apart from his kind of verses on on Illmatic. On Illmatic, yeah. Um, I yeah I think just anything that he released subsequent to this was just during times of my life when when I just wasn't kind of listening to to a lot of rap really. Um, I think it's just it, it's just a crying shame this album. It's such a missed opportunity. I think it's kind of half like five mic classic stuff, 
and then the rest of it is just kind of okay without ever getting kind of really crap um i think yeah. he's like he, he's That's an a good way of describing it Larry. Like yeah that. like it's 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 kind of it's mainly like the first half of the album like uncut raw gimme yours Holy happy jackie rather unique oh, like if the rest of the album kind of continued in that vein it would be absolute like just you know five star stuff i, I think like yeah. mo money mo murder is also kind of in that on that level um sugar hill i used to kind of really like but i can sort of take it or leave it a bit yeah a bit now to be honest Same, yeah. yeah me too um and then the rest of it is just it's kind of it's it's all right but um just in comparison to the stuff that you've got on the first half all of which is just so good it's just it's just such a shame that it's the rest of it doesn't kind of live up to that standard really yeah absolutely yeah you you both sort of mirrored my thoughts exactly on this album he's, got, he's such a good rapper he's such a good rapper like i rapper. after hearing the the verse on life's a bitch on illmatic i i don't think i've ever apart from snoop dog probably snoop doggy dog's album yeah i don't think i've ever been as excited as, for an album as i have for the az album yeah because his flow on that verse was just out of this world yeah, yeah. and the way he structures sentences and you know his verses and his stanzas or whatever you want to call it yeah um is so intricate he'll rhyme words within each line rather than yeah. just at the end of the line and he'll, he'll he'll come up with these these structures that are just really clever yeah um and he's so like um verbose and dexterous he, he um just uh it's a really, really good way. It's a really good way of rapping that I just uh, really connected with, all from the Elmatic verse. Yeah, um, there's a there's a really good example of this on here on his yeah. like his first verse on Mo Money Mo Murder. Yeah, which is just yeah. Yo, yeah. done before the sun sets, Carl connected. Blah, 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 exactly. Blah. Yeah, it's that yeah. it's that flow that's really yeah interesting and engaging. And that that's the sort of rapper I like. So yes. many rappers are just very straight down the line. You know, one line, another line that rhymes with it. Blah blah blah. He all do all these gymnastics within each line and come up with all these really you know amazing intricate words and rhymes yeah. that like i'd never heard anything like that before so as a result a, i was so excited about this album coming out to me he's a bit like he's a little bit like common in that yeah. he kind of almost seemed to be, he's one of these rappers that comes along and sort of advances the art form a little yeah. bit yeah he's, a, he's like, one of those you can almost tell like when he's rapping and when he's writing his rhymes, he's trying to show off. He's trying yeah. to show that he's a proper rapper. But he's, he's the like, best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's yeah. competitive with it. Exactly. And, which I guess he had to be like, if he's, he was like coming out with Nas, like you can't, you can't fuck about, can you? You can't, really? no, you can't. Especially when you come on with a verse as, as iconic as that one. I'm like a bitch. It's like yeah. he had to follow it up. Like so, he's all, like he's all, it's almost as if he's like as, as good as Nas on some level i think yeah he holds his own he, he's, he's got well, that he's got the capacity to to be yeah well i, I mean i was liked him better than nas I, I thought he was a better rapper than nas this is why i was so excited about the album coming out he's got a really you nice know, tone to his voice hasn't he as well he has it's really yeah really engaging but um so so i was you know i heard that first and i got the album and the the, uh, the track where i heard promise be fulfilled that i heard in illmatic the most is in rather unique yeah when i first heard that track i was hearing the az i thought i was going to get from yeah, yeah. from life's a bitch because he i mean he goes overboard on that on that track he goes i love his, his verses on that it's incredible. incredible like i just i still i was been listening to it in the car over the last week and it, i still cannot get over that track but it's not just the lyrics it's the beat as well pete rock i, I think that might be my favorite pete rock 
beat. I mean, it's amazing. He yeah. takes he takes a few chords at the end of a Les McCann track, um, a jazz song, and it's like just as the track's fading out, and he takes that, loops it up, and the beat is so hard and so crisp, and he puts little James Brown samples in there as well, and that, and it's just the perfect marriage of lyrics and beat for me, yeah. and it's yeah. jazzy. And for me, this, I mean, if I had to compile a top ten, you know, all time hip hop tracks, that's going straight on there for me. It's just, it's just absolutely out of this world. Um, it's just a shame, like as you say, Larry, the rest of the album doesn't kind of live up to that. You've got for me this this album is about three tracks. It's about "Give Me Yours," "Ho Happy Jackie," and "Rather Unique," and at a push, "Mo Money, Mo Murder," "Homicide." I really, I really, really love um, I, Uncut Raw. It's got like quite a um, like really inventive beat on yeah. it. It's, it's got, got that like kind a, of Tom, it's like a, on, on the offbeat. Isn't it? it's yeah, of, but it, it's, it's also pumped. it's also got yeah. kind of what sounds like like a gun clip being emptied or something. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It kind of rolls, doesn't it? Yeah, it rolls. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I do like it. It's not quite the blow like the knockout track that I felt this album should open with, but it's still a good opening and still kind of sets out the stall for the album. There's also um, just just looking at the um, version of it on Tidal, which is kind of how I, how I listen to it you know most recently it doesn't have um born alone dialogue yeah, it, it, on it um it's not it's listed in the credits on the cd but it's not on there right um, i this i was going to bring this up as well it's um yeah i'd love to know what happened to that i bet it's online somewhere or something but what born alone dialogue yeah have you heard well, it, it? Is, I mean, yeah is yeah it it's all, it's all you've um, you've got it on your cd i'm sure no it's it's listed but it's not on there it's not really on there. yeah oh, well, I, well yeah. I, i've i've got it yeah i on... don't know what's going on with that I don't know. I'm guessing it's on my CD. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good track. That's that's why it's annoying that it's not on there. But yeah, so you've got those three amazing tracks. My money, my murder is kind of like a, a a good as well, but not quite up to the level of the other three. But everything else that surrounds it, I just it it it, it veers from incredibly bad to no mediocre. cohesion. Is there? There's no, no cohesion I, whatsoever. Too it's much. Like this album doesn't have any identity. It's like yeah. what's it going to be? It's like this should have been Illmatic too, or something. This should have been like his Illmatic, but it's just he, yeah. he went he went too um, wide ranging with the producers he chose. Like he's he's used on on the title track "Do or Die." He uses yeah. No Joe, who is the producer of the, the Ghetto Boys. It's like, like a G funk sound. Yeah, it's, like, it's a weird. It's it's the not, southern sound. Like yeah. the Ghetto Boys doesn't sound, fit. Right? It just doesn't fit. Was and it, and, and it? I'm sorry, but like for me, I feel for you is one of the worst hip hop beats I've ever heard in my life. It's dreadful. I feel for you. The one after rather unique. I just oh, I don't think it's that horrendous. It's I don't awful. Think it's that oh god, it's terrible. Is that one? Of the, is that one of the sort of like it's got like a bell? Yeah, the bell. Yeah, yeah. and they've got a woman singing. It's just absolutely dreadful. And then sort we, of and then a bit go to, weirdly kind of off-key sort of yeah, weird sounding. Strange. Yeah. And then you get towards the end of the album, like we can't win, and your world don't stop. All right. I mean, I'm just looking at the credits. It's originally yeah. produced by Spunk Biggs. <laughs> right. I wonder what he's doing now. Um, and but the one on the album is re, was remixed by Ski, who produced uh, Dead Presidents for Jay Z. So that's um, that's that's pretty good that track. And then the Sugar Hill remix by Les, who's you know the Illmatic connection, um, who produced Life to, Life's a Bitch. Yeah. So um. Yeah, it's just a real hodgepodge of an album. And I just think if it had been, yeah, like you say, if it had been the quality of Gimme Yours, Ho Happy Jackie and Rather Unique all the way through, I think we could have been talking about this as an all-time classic. But unfortunately, it's not. I think uh, most I people kind of... Cap. No, I think most people sort of agree with it as well. That's the thing. Like, you, you always get people who, I don't know, there's not there's not always complete agreement on whether beats are good or bad, is, is there? But... I think on this, everyone recognises it's just a bit of a missed yeah. opportunity, and I just, yeah. I just, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get how you can, how you can hear those beats, 
and think, oh yeah, that deserves to be on this album in the same way that rather unique on, on the same album as rather unique. Yeah. Like how can you how can you not have access to better beats than that? Or if you if you think that's good, I know that it just kind of it just baffles me really how you'd think, yeah, it's a good good beat for me to rap on. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, uh, it's rather unsurprising that um, Grand Pooba beat AZ two one in that game. So that's uh, Grand Pooba Maxwell going through to the next round. So just to tie up the first round matches now, we've got um, an interesting one. Uh, we've got Group Homes Live in Proof up against Dr. Octagon's Octagonicologist um, from 96. Um, now this one was, I think they're, they're all 2-1, these matches. Um, this was a 2-1 win for Group Home. Me and Larry voted for Group Home and uh, Dr. Octagon was voted for by Steve. Again, the dissenting voice. Yep, as so you should we, do you want to get into it, Steve? Um, or do you want us to go first? No, I'm, I'm really happy to go first though, because I think the, uh, what I wanted to, to probably uh, do first of all is probably attack the Living Proof album because I don't think this is a is a good album. In fact, like the best, I was trying to think of a good way to kind of describe this. Like, so this is obviously produced by DJ Premier, and so the production on this is is fantastic. The rapping isn't. I actually think this would be a better album if it was just an instrumental album. And I, I feel that strongly about the rapping. That and and like there's some there's some really like standout production on here. So um the uh the Living Proof title track, that's the one, isn't it? That's the famous one, isn't it? Is has got an absolutely cracking beat. Proper like boom bap. It's one of like it's one of those proper like, I don't know, it's like shook ones or those really yeah. classic kind of New York sound. But it's not, I don't think, regarded in the same kind of like um, way as like uh, Shook Ones or, you know, some of those other other tracks because the rapping on it is so forgettable. So I listened to it like several times just to check this. There is nothing, nothing on there that is quotable from Little Dap and Malachi the Nut. Oh, what, even I hit your mums in the head with a metal pot? Oh, I was going to read you that it's, lyric in a minute. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> no- there's nothing I in there that I've seen the head with a metal pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolutely lazy effort from the rapping. Absolutely terrible effort. So, like, I feel I kind of like just have to park that kind of assault on Living Proof because that will come. We'll, obviously, we're gonna have to talk about it next yeah. round. But then, like, if you just kind of like juxtaposition that next to next to Cool Keith and Dan the Automator. So, like, the production on Doctor Octagonologist is just amazing. And I think, Larry, I was I I I was so hoping that that these two albums weren't going to get drawn together because I knew that your your loyalty would be divided because you just love that Living Proof album. But I think hopefully you, you would agree that actually this again is like a really seminal album in hip hop because of the production really kind of opens up loads of kind of like independent underground hip hop kind of from from this this point forward. And and then with Cool Keith, like couldn't be a bigger contrast between his rapping and like little dap i mean cool keith is one of the greatest rappers ever he is such a talent he's so talented who were you talking about a minute ago danny saying like they're kind of like uh like oh, it's probably az wasn't it i mean probably AZ. 
And Cool Keith is just like another level above him. He, he can just change his flow, his rapping is just ridiculous. Is he like stream of consciousness or like traditional rapping or just like that kind of like horrorcore stuff that he invented? And it's just so matched. The rapping and the beats are so well matched. And uh, that's why I always say I love a long player. This is a great long player. I love all the tracks. Listen to it from beginning to the end. The skits are absolutely nonsense. They're absolutely daft, but they kind of add to that kind of like cool Keith aesthetic. So, um, where, do, where does it stand alongside the other your other cool Keith albums to you? Um, and the Pantheon, the Pantheon of cool Keith albums. Uh, it it probably is my favourite. I like the stuff. I like um, the Ultramagnetic album we did. Um, the first, what's the first, what's his first Ultramagnetic album called? Can't even think now. Um, but you know, this is this is definitely, yeah, probably definitely my favourite album. Um, it's just brilliant. It's just fantastic. So much, so much talent on this album compared to Living Proof, where the only talent is in the production. So I've, I've never heard, really heard you talk about this one, Larry. Is this something you're a fan of? This album, the Doctor Octagon. I mean. Yeah, sorry, Steve. Um, it's going to be another one where I, where I disappoint you, unfortunately. It's, <laughs> I know this um, is like a regular theme. I think you, I'm learning more about you than I realize. Yeah, you, you would think that I would like it, wouldn't you? It, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's weird. It kind of, um, it feels it's ahead of its time. I'll give it that much. It feels like it, I was surprised that it was out, that it, what, is it 96? Yeah, it's 96. So I mean, that's a, that did surprise me a bit. I kind of, in my mind, it was kind of like a late nineties kind of yeah. raucous kind of Def Jux kind of era than the, than the golden age. I guess ninety six is a bit of a sort of you know changing point, isn't it? But um, yeah, I, I know I'll kind of appreciate that. I'll, I'll have my membership of the uh, you know of Backpack Rap Club revoked for this. But yeah, I, I just don't see the appeal of Cool Keith whatsoever. Like never have at all, really. I think he's got like his voice is, is what he's got going for him. I do, I do like his voice, and he's like probably like main, almost second to none in terms of like a voice that you can sample for a hook on something else. Like as like the prodigy did, for example, for what one or two tracks. But I just don't don't like him, um, and I, he just it just sounds too try hard and too just trying too hard to be sort of weird and clever, um, and like the production as well. I just instantly want to kind of turn off like ninety five percent of the tracks. Oh, like on no. here, I just, I really, I just, I don't like Dan Automator. Which ones and do you like? I can't. I, I, I could barely listen to it. <laughs> like, like I just, like there's something about Dan Automator or Dan the Automator. I know he's another one of these kind of really uh, highly regarded kind of underground kind of weird core sort of hip-hop producers like like an LP or, or someone on that level yeah. but I just find his beats really kind of unappealing and boring like Deltron I, I kind of hate that album as well oh, for the same reason Larry. just so dull it's kind of it's energy draining it just it saps it just kind of saps the joy out of the room when I, when I listen to his stuff it's so strange. Do you like LP so much? I always think this, they're kind this, of like this is ex this is the this is what I was thinking. Is like I remember kind of when I was like really obsessed with like that kind of first round of Def Jux stuff, like the Cannibal Ox album and LP's first album. 
and um i remember sort of i used to i used to like put it on in my flat and like like lee and matt would come around and i'd put it on and they would just be kind of want like that like begging me to turn it off because it was so such a kind of abrasive horrible <laughs> listen and I, and that's kind of how i feel about like about this album really. I, I just don't i don't get it i just instantly want it off and it ju- just makes me feel bad listening to it and i, I think can't, it's now re- you've can't got explain to work, it any more than that i think it's now you've got to work hard to kind of enjoy it and it's not something you're just going to grab you straight away but that's just kind of have my thought that you liked and i and i it, it, it kind of yeah uh, like y- yeah, a betting man would say that I would like this album. It, it's on that kind of like it's like L. He's like the the beats are in the kind of tradition of like RZA or LP, but those kind of dark, weird kind of unusual producers who sort of you know kind of plow their own furrow. And I just yeah, I just don't. It just, it, just, it just doesn't gel with me i just don't like it at all i just can't listen to it it's interesting what you say about him trying to be trying to be like clever and weird and and i think i think he is clever and weird he is he's definitely a weird yeah but it does does, i'm sure it's not put on it just feels to me like he's trying too much to kind of say weird things and not just that but to and to go back to the lp comparison like if you like the old he's a bit he's better these days but in the old like company flow days like LP and Big Just, they were they were so yeah verbose yeah. and polysyllabic, yeah. and they didn't care about being like on yeah. beat and flowing properly. Yeah, but I always understood it. Yeah, but with Cool Keith, like his cadences, his kind of syntax is just so unmusical to me. I just don't. Maybe well, it's, can... maybe maybe it's particularly bad on this album. It's just put me off kind of listening to his other stuff. But I, I think that's why he's so talented. I think he can change it up. I think he's got such a different, such a I don't know agility when it comes to, to rap. It's it's great. I write this down as well because his, his, his lyrics are so crazy. The, the, the one of the tracks, "Wild and Crazy." I don't know if you two uh, in the slightest enjoy that track, but I think it's that's my favourite. But in the chorus, the uh, the little hook he says is fetus in a jar i've got the little baby it's like it's just so random like where what planet is he on yeah he's definitely it's definitely it's complete stream of consciousness psychedelic kind of stuff isn't it like i i I can i can definitely i can see i feel like i'm missing out on something by not getting it um but yeah i just he's someone i just can't get into i find him boring really ah yeah. Danny, what about you? Well, look, Steve, you know, I love you. You're one of my I don't, if I, need, I don't even want to hear it, actually. Yeah. Can we just move on? You know, I, I don't want you to feel like we're ganging up on you again. But what the hell is this album doing? Anyway? <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 have to, I gave it a fair crack of the whip and I've listened to it a few times. And um, it's just not for me. Um, I have to say, the music, the beats, I thought they were okay. I thought they were all right. Um, to me, the album kind of has a, a kind of a Gravediggers vibe. It's kind of not in terms of the music, well, nowhere near as good, but just in terms of what it's shooting for, kind of a dark sort of horror, you know, weirdness about it. Um, but like Larry says, it, his the way he raps, it just does not grab me at all. Like he won't even something, it doesn't rhyme the words or whatever quite often. You just, it's almost like he's rambling or babbling and, and it doesn't really hit home for me. Um, 
and yeah i just i couldn't get on board with it at all some some of it i was looking at some of the lyrics because on spotify the lyrics come up didn't they yeah. i was looking at someone like, what is this about um <laughs> i can you know i quite imagine don't get me wrong i can quite imagine people at the time when it came out listened to it then and loved it and i can see why people perhaps liked it you know it's, it's like you say ahead of its time like yeah it doesn't really sound like anything else i've listened to but yeah just not not for me at all really struggled i had to really force myself to listen to it but i think it's regarded more and more now as a classic than when right. it was when it was released and i think probably it was it's regarded as a better album than group home yeah maybe um i it it, it felt to me like an album like you both said that came out later like it, it's a, a different from a different era of rap Completely, even though i did recognize yeah. a lot of the breaks and the beats you know there's a couple of um synthetic synth substitution beats yeah dropped up and yeah um, I, I heard a call in the gang break as well it's all it's all the bits are there you know like from classic classic hip-hop married to a kind of a future looking weird kind of off-kilter sound yeah. very strange but just yeah not for me um but that probably doesn't surprise you at all, Steve. Um, I, I bet you enjoyed some of the skits, though. They, they were no, right they, they were the worst part. I, could, <laughs> I just fast-forwarded them. I saw they were only 48 minute, uh, seconds long, and I just... Sort of, <laughs> um, just, yeah, I just... I'm, I'm, yeah, sorry, Steve, but um, not for me. So, yeah. I'm not um, I'm not disappointed in you. I'm, I'm, no. I'm definitely feeling uh, that, that Larry and I are on a different page now. Yeah, so so much to your disdain, Steve. I'm afraid Group Home has gone through in that one. It's beaten uh, Doctor Optigan and his uh, gynecology obsession two um, one to make it through to the semi-finals. So those are our first. Uh, those are our four first round matches. Uh, we've got uh, Redman, uh, Curious, Grand Pooba, and Group Home going through to the semi-finals. Join us after these messages. Okay, hi, you join us back here at our state-of-the-art facility located 60 feet beneath FIFA headquarters in Zurich. Um, it's an old World War II bunker we had converted into a studio. Uh, it's got its own entrance and lift and tea-making facilities. Um, the only people who have access to it are me, Steve and Larry and Seth Blatter, who just pops in every now and again when a birthday card needs uh, signing or when he's doing a, a whip round. Uh, otherwise, they just let us get on with it down here. And we've had this incredible virtual studio built haven't we chaps it's it's really Amazing. phenomenal um which is where we are now going to do our semi-final draw um so i'm going to hand you over to steve now to start the draw for the semi-final of this episode and he's got someone in the studio with him who have you got there steve i've got two people actually so i was really struggling to get um get someone to do this draw actually um so i i, I don't like doing this because i know it costs a bit more money <clears throat> But I decided to use a, an agent. So I thought if I'm going to use an agent, let's use a super agent. So I've gone for um, George Mendes. Do you know him? He's like the uh, he's like the super football one that like sorts out Ronaldo and all that sort of that sort of jazz. No, is never he, heard of him. Is he the one that says monster all the time? No, he's dead. Oh, that's, that's Eric. That was Eric cool, wasn't cool. it? That would have been what even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, hey, George Mendes, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's come up um he's come up with come up the trump story. He, he's um he's managed to get us crazy legs. So um, the break dancer, the break dancer from the wow. rock crew. So uh, and, and doing a bit of dancing there next to you, Steve. Do you want to talk us through that? It's uh, yeah, well, quite something. 
Well, Crazy Legs has agreed to kind of interpret how he feels about, you know, our choices for the semi-final and the final, because as you know, we can't pay them enough to allow them to kind of appear. Yeah, not allowed to talk. And it's, it, and it's a real shame that the people at home can't see. Look at that. Can you see what he's doing? Whoa, see that one? God, nearly took Very expressive. Very expressive. Um, great. So, he's, so who's going to draw the first uh, ball then? Yep, uh, he's going to draw it out. So first... Oh, out. using his foot. That's that's amazing. Nice touch. Using a okay. foot. And it is... It's curious. Curious. Into the semis. And uh, who's he going to play? It's Redman. What the album? Wow. What a matchup. Should we just make it official and do the other one? Yeah, because he's he's got some more moves here. Look at that. Did did Crazy Legs insist on doing this naked, or was that your instruction, Steve? Um, I thought we'd agreed we wouldn't kind of like broadcast that. Yeah, and he's doing his own, he's, he's doing his own version of the windmill there as well, which is quite something. <laughs> quite a sight to behold. I um, thought I was a caterpillar, <laughs> like the worm. <laughs> um, cool. So that's Curious versus Red Man, and so just to make it official, the yeah, other tie. Course. Is it's pulled out uh, Living Proof and 2000. Great. Grand Poobah. Well, I mean, that's a, a hefty heavyweight draw there. The first match. Um, solid semis. Solid, solid semis. semis. Solid that's semis. Draw, isn't it? Absolutely. So let's speak. Start off. Speaking of which. <laughs> Whoa. Crazy legs. <laughs> that was quite yeah, something. He's, he's, going crazy legs. Yeah, he's, he's off. He's, he's, he's left the studio. Okay. Thanks, Crazy Legs. Um, so, Curious V Redman. Um, Whoa, who wants to go first on this one? Uh, I'm going to start with you, Steve. Um, two amazing albums. Uh, how, how are you seeing this this tie? Okay. Uh, I, I I honestly think that apart from the group home album, which you've already heard I'm not a big fan of, uh, I really don't know who's going to win this World Cup. And I, I, I need to kind of hear your opinions definitely on, on these. Uh, and if I start with Curious, so... I'll admit that this wasn't an album that I was really kind of aware of, I think, apart from a couple of tracks uh, before we started doing this World Cup. And Danny, this is one that you absolutely love. And I, and I can I can really see why, why you like it. I, I It's produced by the Beat Nuts. And actually, this is the best Beat Nuts album, I think. It's because the rapping is so much better than on a normal kind of Beat Nuts album. It's, you know, I think Curious is quite, he's quite clever. He's quite funny. He's got quite good flow. Um, and there's an album that's kind of got kind of like no filler on it, really. I, I, I think the more I'm listening to it, the more I'm enjoying it and thinking, actually, you know what, Danny, I think this is a bit of a slept on album. I think you have got like, uh, you know, good good claim here to have found, uh, found a good one. Um, and yeah, I think he's he's a really good kind of match to the kind of Beat Nuts and the Stimulated Dummies production. Um, some absolutely fantastic tracks on there. Um, love the first kind of track. Um, you know, spell it with a spell it with a J. I think that's probably one of the one of the best best ones on there. Um, I don't know. They're just a kind of like a nice range of tracks all over it. And I think it's one I'm going to kind of listen to more. So I really like that album. I don't know if you want to talk about that before we talk about the other the other one because that's this is your favourite one, isn't it? This well, is yeah. Pick. Well, I don't know. I mean, for me, I mean, this is this is an awful time for me because I absolutely adore both of these albums. This is like I. It's going to make it really hard for me. But then again, you know, there's one in the other tie that I would struggle to, to pick in this tie if it had got in there. Um, but I mean, yeah, as you say, I love this album. It's fantastic. It's It came out in 94. I can't remember whether it came out before the Beat Nuts album or after, but it's, for me, 
the Beat Nuts album and this album are the, like the perfect distillation of, of their sound and their production style. Um, this has got so many great tracks on it. Um, most of them are the Beat Nuts ones. Um, and I just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's right up my street. This is this is hip hop. This is the sort of hip hop I love. I think I mentioned before, Uptown shit is just a yeah. golden track. Such for me. a the lovely vibe on that. on that track. Yeah, such a great vibe on it, and the beats they choose, and the and the jazzy samples and stuff like yeah. that, with that classic filtered bassline sound and the, and the big drums and that sort of thing. So I love Uptown shit. Um, I think the first one I heard, I think Walk Like a Duck was might have been the first single yeah, was it? it was one was of the, the singles that was the it? first yeah. single yeah it was the first single and like i kind of i, I kind of like that one but it wasn't wasn't ever my favorite but yeah again it was yeah. just a really good example of a beat nuts beat yeah um uh and I, I and the other one i loved which isn't a beat nuts beat is i'm curious which i think was also a single and i used to see the video for that on, on you know on mtv and all that see, um, see danny i don't i don't like that one for, no. for some reason the beat yeah. doesn't seem to work for me on that i don't know like because the yeah. sample is absolutely amazing i don't know the sample but you will because it's um yeah it's mysterious vibes by the blackbirds and i'm a sucker for that sample i heard it before on days of old by paris yes and i already love it works it. So much when, better on that track. yeah i think it does work better on that track and i think this one is it's it's quite a lazy beat it's 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 mysterious vibes with the yeah. five stair steps beat break underneath it um but again that's all it took sometimes for me it's just two of my favorite samples yeah. married together and over there and they put the i'm curious line from what was it midnight star or whatever mm. um it's just kind of it worked for me at the time and I, and I liked it but it was surrounded by all these other great beat nuts tunes great samples great hooks and yeah as you say like uh, steve he's a really engaging funny rapper um, you like not, um, not fresh out the box yeah i love fresh out the box um that's kind of this got like an earlier 90s feel to it hasn't it I think. it has yeah, and 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 top notch. I always loved. Just yeah. um, it had this, it's got a French rapper on there as well. Lucien is on there as well. And I thought, oh, that was a bit weird. I've never heard a French yeah. rapper on any of these. I don't know. It's just yeah. This this album is just packed with stuff I loved and used to play it a lot, a, a lot. But it's up against another one of my favourite albums. So I'm just gonna a lot of sort of have a think about it while I let Larry speak on the um, Curious album. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do like this. Um, I think I prefer it to the Beat Nuts album, um, just because. Because it's, I mean, is is it? It's not wholly produced by Beat Nuts, is no. it? But I think like a lot of it, like you can uh, most you of it, yeah, definitely it's yeah. got that kind of Beat Nuts sound all over it. Very similar to their to their kind of first album. But I think six I like tracks, six tracks. Yeah, I like this better because I, I think Curious is, is a better rapper than than the Beat Nuts are. Yeah. Like for for me personally. Um, but yeah, but I, I still don't. I, but I don't love the album. Um, or, you know, as much as I recognise that that it is good, um, just kind of you know going over some of the tracks we've mentioned already. Like I'm curious um, that I, I do love that track. It's one of my all time favourites, and it sort of blew my mind when I first heard it. Um, I wasn't familiar with the Paris track that samples the same song. Yeah. Um, so it had it, it was very impactful for me, and I just I still to this day love listening to it even though it is like you say just a very basic loop like you can't yeah. go wrong with that loop really um uptown shit again is, is really good i had a quick question for you actually danny on, yeah. on uptown shit i think um it samples mystic voyage doesn't it yeah yeah but, but it's not like, credited but not yeah and it it doesn't sound like it's this like a like the album version of it yeah i think that they often do that don't they they sample somebody else's cover of it or yeah or a live like version a, or something a Royer's affiliate who's re yeah. recorded it or something like that so not quite sure about that but but I, I do really like it um 
What's the Real is one of my favourites as well. I really love Casual's verse on that. His voice and his flow just go so well with the music on that. I think um, when we spoke about Casual's album like earlier in, in the run, um, I wasn't a massive fan of it. I, I think you know, like the, the beats just marry up perfectly with his voice on, on this. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll I think What's the Real could, props for that. Could, could sit on Casual's album quite well, actually. It's quite a similar sort of production and um i do i do i really like curious as, as a rapper like there are lots of kind of little sort of quotables that just you know kind of come yeah. to me from time to time actually i really i think it's I, I i just like to kind of give him his props for some of the work he did with mf doom like later on as well yeah like, yeah. His, like his his verse on question is is, is one of my favorite verses yeah, yeah. of all time yeah. i also love um his verse as Biolante on King Ghidra. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a really good track. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, not not to sort of veer too far from it, but um, yeah, but this is a good album. It's not kind of one that I that sort of ever really made it into my regular rotation. I think it was it was another Danny special. Sort of, I put all the best tracks on a kind of you know one side of a, of a C ninety. Probably, I probably um, I probably just put the Beat Nuts ones on there. Pro- a couple th- of the SD fifties. So. Remember well, sort of. Yeah, I might I have remember, left off Georgia the projects or something like that. Maybe I remember like me, me and a uh, friend of the show Dave used to listen to sort of quite a few of the tracks. But like there the, the were always curious tracks from this album, like on our little mixtapes that we made at that yeah. time. Um, and those are the ones that are kind of quite special for me. But um, yeah, so yeah, it, it's it's de- it's it's a it's a really decent album, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Which kind of brings us on now to talk about it in terms of its comparison with. What the album by Redman, um, and this is so hard. I mean, I think Redman's album, I, to me, is proper like it's a breathtaking album to me. When I listen to it, it kind of excites me in a way that the Curious album doesn't. It, it sort of it's a it's a lot more sort of up tempo. It's a bit more energetic, a bit more in your face. Um, it's, it's it's harder. It's a bit more frantic. Um, there's a lot. There's lots more going on. Whereas I think uh, Curious's album is, you know, it's a good album, but it's very steady and very, uh, you know, not flat, but it's very, you know, down the line. Whereas Redman's album, there's lots going on. You know, he's he, his his style is so much more um, in your face. As, as a lyricist on what the album, I think it's the best Redman I've ever heard. His flow on the tracks is just so memorable. But particularly on the track Rated R, I just for me that is such a quotable yeah. track. And I, for the first time, I think today, I looked at the lyrics because I was, you know, when you listen to it on Spotify, you get the lyrics come up. And just some of the construction of the sentences in that track and some of the stories and the wordplay and the themes he goes on about, it's just, it honestly takes my breath away when I listen to that track. And I often talk about those tracks that make the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end. That's one of them. Yep. I'm and with you there, Danny. Yeah. There. I mean, I mean, perhaps it's a bit long and perhaps it goes too heavy on the p-funk and it replays stuff that's on earlier in the album maybe a few of them could have could be chopped out um but if i you know you you show me a better opening track on an album than time for some action yeah i mean it is so good it's straight in there and that cypress hill be real sample it's just iconic and i mean from that moment it, it it comes in and it doesn't let go 
and before you know it, you've been booted out at the end of the album, uh, wondering what's what's gone on. It's, that it's track's just ph- all, phenomenal. It's almost like a mama said, knock you out, yeah. kind of. It's on that yeah. kind of level. Oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. It's got that sort of instant punch behind it. It's, it's an yeah. instant banger. Uh, I love Time for Some Action. And I just think that there's loads of really good stuff dotted all the way through this. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I think I'm gonna. It's gonna be a real hard decision as to which one takes it on this. But yeah, your views, Danny, mirror mine exactly. Yeah. Like in my notes, so everything you've kind of said, I kind of completely agree with. So I think the only thing for me to add is like, I think this is an album that has like proper character. Yeah, it really is so distinctive, and his his character comes through, and also Eric Sermon's production is just phenomenal. Like some classic kind of EPMD production. On oh, here. definitely, it's classic EPMD production. It's classic Eric Sermon. Yeah, not always brilliant. Like he's got a very muddy sound. Like he throws a lot of stuff at the wall to see what sticks. He throws in like layers, loads of P-funk samples, and half the time it's very dense and thick, and you can't always pick out what's going on. But I think they probably that's by design. You know, they probably want that kind of muddy. Blunt, it feels funk too, kind of feel. Yeah, too funky sometimes. Feels too funky. It's like yeah, an, it's overlo- weird. an overload of funk. Because he's New Jersey, isn't he? And it's kind of it's kind of like a more of a West Coast sort of palette of samples. Yeah. But from an East Coast artist, and I think that kind of probably confused some people at the time. But you know, I think it's just it's perfect for him. It's perfect flow. Um, and yeah, I've I've always absolutely adored this album. Just I've I've used to put it on and just let it play all the way through, especially yeah. in the car. Just it was a car album for me. Such a lovely contrast to AZ's album. This is this has got the character AZ just didn't didn't have. There's no cohesion or kind of thought that whereas this is like bam, he really kind of shocks yeah, you. Absolutely. And it's one of those, yeah, I could like you know, I could listen to it all the way through and would know every track. Usually a lot of these albums as you get towards the end, you start it starts fading off and they become a bit forgettable towards the end. This one I just know them all all the way through. Yeah, um, and just would spend a lot of time with this back in the day. What, what year was this? I've got it. Ninety two. Ninety two. How this didn't make our ninety two list is. I know it, it just travesty. It just depends on who knows it and who voted for it when we were doing our list, I guess. But Larry, what's your relationship with this album? I think I kind of got into it like in my second wave of of rap music buying, mm. um, but it never really sort of massively kind of gelled with me beyond. A kind of handful of tracks i think I, you know just we've mentioned time for some action already that's a kind of that's a hall of famer um rated r's great tonight's the night like yeah. how to roll a blunt it's probably my favorite track on there i think it's a really sort of energetic kind of um anthemic yeah. track for the kelly burke uh, flip yeah i can't can't go wrong with that one really um he's a, he's a he's a sort of unique sounding rapper like uniquely energetic i, I really like that about him um and I think although I do sort of quite enjoy like the music on it, it, it you know, it suffers that kind of, it's, it's kind of Eric Sermon stuff, isn't it? It's all a bit samey and yeah. I tend to tire of it quite quickly. So yeah, it's not like an album that I kind of really have a um, kind of lengthy kind of positive relationship with, but I just, I, lo- I like it enough. It's it's kind of fine, but I, I don't like it on the level that sort of you do, Danny, for yeah. example. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. It's kind of yeah. Um, there's a couple other things I forgot to mention when I was talking about it. Is something I love that they do on this album is they end tracks really early and abruptly. Like it'll it'll just come to it's yeah. midway through a verse and there'll be a record scratch and it'll it'll go into the next one. Yeah, yeah. and it'll like end the musical stop and he'll be still rapping or whatever and he'll he say yeah come on to the next track and I love that just that kind of unexpectedness about it. I just I always used to really appreciate that. Yeah, um, yeah, and also yeah, the other thing I, always, like I loved was on Jam for You, the, the, 
the track jam for you that sample yeah. synthetic substitution but a part of it that doesn't often get sampled on the little piano line later on and i always um found that fascinating that most people just take the break but they actually sampled a bit later on in that it was the first time i've ever heard the rest of it so obviously when i heard that track the sample later on i thought oh god that's from jam for you um so yeah just just all in all just a amazing album that i love oh, should we vote on it then chaps um who's going through to the final uh let's yep. start with you steve then what are you going for no no don't don't start with me i, I i'm still on the fence oh. it's, it's it's so close i need to look the thinking Right, well, I'll give, I'll give you both a little bit more thinking time. I'm going to lay my cards on the table. I'm going to vote for Redman on this one. I think it had a greater impact on me. And I think I loved it more at, at back in the day than I did Curious, as much as I love Curious. So, yeah, I'm going Redman. So that's one for Redman. Uh, Larry, let's come to you. Um, it's Curious for me. Okay, right. Well, that's uh, evenly poised, Steve. I think, I'd sort of more, I think, I think I'd more happily listen to it, like, you know, tonight than, than Redman, probably. Yeah, sure. So, uh, one apiece. Gee, it's a predicament. So, Danny, I th- actually thought you were going to go for Curious, and Larry, I thought you were going to go for Redman, so that's completely flummoxed me. <laughs> um, yeah. Expect the unexpected. Uh, I think, I and, think the, uh, for me, it's, it's the beats on the Curious album that kind of seal it, really. There's a bit more variety on there. They're just that more sort of, more, sort of more jazzy rather than funky. Yeah, and that's why it's weird that, you know, I've gone for Redman. I just, because on paper, the Curious yeah. style of hip-hop is, my, is more up my street. Yeah. yeah. And had it come up against probably anything else other than... Redman, could, which I love as a, it's, um, as a body of work. I, I love Redman so much that I will, it will override, you know, the sort you of You say it's quite a curious decision you've made there. <laughs> Steve, let's come to you to see what you're voting for. Okay, so I'm thinking at the moment, I think that, Larry, I, I'm, I think I'm kind of edging to, to agree with you that actually if I had to decide now, which I really want to listen to now, probably would be more curious, but... But there's also part of me saying it's kind of telling me, but Redman's such a classic album, it's such an impact. Well, you need to make a decision, Steve. We've got there's another podcast needs to start fairly soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I'm I'm going to go for Redman, and I'm going to go for Redman because it's it is it is a classic album, and it's got Rated R on there, which is one of my favourite tracks ever. So Redman, you've just just scaped, scraped He's through. He's nicked it. Redman's nicked it. So there we go. We've got our first finalist. Redman's What the Album going through to our final. Come on, y'all. Get live, get down. Hip hop. Welcome. in your town. Come on, come on, y'all. Get live, get down. Hip hop. Welcome. in your town. Okay, moving on to the second semi-final, which sees Grand Poobers 2000 going up against Group Home's Living Proof. Um, two albums from 1995. Um, Steve, let's get your take on this matchup first of all. All right. Well, you've you've, you've heard what what I've uh, what I need to say about uh, the Group Group Home albums, so I'm not going to kind of say anything more about that. But I do want to apologise to Grand Poober because this actually I do I do actually like this album now. <laughs> he's an, like, and he's listening as well. You know that he's a big fan of the show. Yeah, he. I, so I, I am sorry, and I think it's it's a real growing, and I, I think I'd recommend anyone to kind of listen to it because I reckon it's, this is probably more slept on. I don't. Is, do you think it's more slept on than the, than the Curious album? I, I don't know, but I think they're both slept on. Both really good albums. So this was just got. It's got a good rapping, a nice production, it, it, and it leads off really nicely. I, I love "Very Special." That's like such an earworm. I can't, mm. I can't get that ahead at, at the moment. And um, 
and actually he he raps with a lovely flow doesn't he he's really kind of smooth and what a, what a different what, a, what you know what a contrast to group home i think these, this is where these two albums are like polar opposites yeah they um, are aren't they very different albums yeah and he, he's got some like he's got some interesting like quotes you know he, he loves to get the girls stink stink box wet which is <laughs> just, just, just who doesn't up every time doesn't? i hear it um and who's mark sparks that's the producer he's, well okay yes yeah, so he's the producer on a lot of these tracks and he's one of my most slept on producers of all time he's good, like he? really good he does he does a lot of these tracks he does he, he did a couple on um a special ed album that i've got revelations yeah. um as a film where he's one of those that just pops up on other people's um albums and kind of is he's usually one of the standout tracks yeah um really distinct style crisp snare drums quite jazzy um i've never yeah. really thought too much about who produced this album yeah for some reason well, there's, yeah, there's a lot Even of though I love sparks. the beats on it. I think there's an Alamo track on here as well. Um, but yeah, it's one of those. It kind of just stands alone as a, as a body of work. And, you, mm. you know, you're not analysing it, looking for who produced it. It just kind of flows, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, you know how I feel about this, the, the Grand Poober album. It's, I find it really hard to put into words just quite how much I love it. It's like mm. one of those I would just play endlessly back in the day, like from start to finish. That, for me, there isn't a bad track on it. Um, you know me, I'm a bit of a soul boy. So this album is so laid back so smooth so jazzy it gets um, more soulful the more it goes on isn't it i think it, yeah, i think it does yeah. yeah but it's so it's mellow like i used to listen to this while i was doing my homework that's a perfect word for it i think it's mellow isn't it i used yeah. to pop this on when i'm doing my homework and if you know anything about me i find it so hard to work with music on that is like anything other than background sort of music or wallpaper stuff i just can't it, it saps my concentration so, but I used to put this one on and I could just I could just work to it because it was so mellow and so laid back. Um, I love the production. I love Mark Sparks. I love the beats. But I love Graham Poober's style on this. I was never a fan of Brand Nubian before mm, this. I yeah. just, this was a kind of my first exposure to Graham Poober properly, like the first thing I ever bought of his. And um, his rapping, that, sort of, that kind of sing-song style that he does. I know me and you love this, Larry, we often talk about this, but he's kind of, when he would just go into song, yeah, uh, midway through the verse, and yeah. and he's just got such a commanding presence on the on the track, on every track he's on, um, and it just works so well. Uh, standouts for me, uh, like you say, Steve, very special. I like it, I Want to Be Where You Are, which was one of the singles, which is just an absolute belter oh that's um, brilliant that is that's brilliant. one yeah and they, but they, those kind of the first three are the kind of the ones the, the main ones but backstabbers yeah. was always a little bit slept on for me i love backstabbers the yeah. one where he does the kind of um to and fro with the singer um 2000 amazing it's just yeah. i mean I, I i could go on for ages about this album i love it so yes. much i like keep on and amazing they're the ones that i kind of uh yeah made a note of that i thought were kind of more standout yeah play it cool is okay as well yeah, and don't waste my time. I love the beat on that. That's um, I think that's the Alamo beat. Um, just really soulful, mellow strings, massive beat on it. I just uh, I can't speak highly enough of this album. It is um, great. It's it so came good. out of nowhere. I, I, yeah. I, I again, I wasn't a, I wasn't like a um, a brand newbian fan. No. I, I, I'm pretty sure you did a tape for me, Danny, with this on one side and Show an AG on the other. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and yeah, ever since you kind of did me this tape, I've just yeah been absolutely in love with it. It's just I'd probably yeah. one of maybe I haven't done my top ten for a while, but I think it's probably if it's not in my top ten, it's skating like really close to the to the edge of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's in mine. I think it's in my top ten. 
Um, just absolutely love it. Um, and it's, it's just such a pleasing rapper to listen to, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's is. like you've kind of you've sort of alluded to it already, but like the sync, like it's not just when he does actually sing. Sometimes it's like his actual rapping is quite yeah. sound, is quite sing songy anyway. Yeah, like on very on very special. Like that's kind of sort of almost singing, isn't it? The whole well, way. I think the first few through, really. lines, like the first yeah. minute or so, he's just yeah. singing. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, just so soulful that. and smooth. He loves to nick bits of his favourite songs as well. Like Backstabbers yeah. is like the key um, sort of um, example of that. Yeah. Like he doesn't. He's not. It's not just Backstabbers. He nicks bits from um, I wish I didn't trust him so much, so much. by Bobby um, Womack. Bobby Womack. Yeah, yeah. He's the best friend. Like guns. I found that. I just love those little kind of bits that he yeah. nicks. Um, he's like a soul magpie. And and that track actually sort of him trading bars with with like the, with the female singer that's yeah. really kind of really inventive. I don't think I can, I can recall any other examples no. of, of that. Yeah, really inventive, really works unique. So, yes, yeah. works so well. Her singing and him sort of doing his rappy singy bit. It's brilliant. And it's one like, of those you, like, really I plays bet, like like proper conversation. It does, and I bet you can sing along with it all the way through as well. Ah, absolutely. I, just, I can. Yeah. All of these songs, I think all of I them. can sort of sing through to all yeah. of them. I think that's what he tapped into, wasn't it? There's a real catchiness about this album. Yeah, but he, like aside from his kind of sing-songy fit, he can really rap properly oh, yeah. as well. Like he's a really, really tasty rapper. I think um, 2000 and Amazing are really good examples of that. Um, but, but even then, his music, his, his voice sounds kind of really musical. Um, yeah um it goes off the ball a little bit towards the end like for me personally um like don't waste my time through to playing the game aren't yeah aren't so great but i'd, no, st- I'd, I'd start it after don't waste my time it, they're not right, quite okay. as good but they're still yeah they're I, still I, listenable. I, what, what i do love actually is change gonna come yeah like i never like in, in more in recent years I've, re- I've really really started to love that track it's just really solved i, I just love the um just love the kind of vibe, the message of it. It's um, yeah, as, as good as anything on the album. Yeah. Really. So it's it's brilliant. Yeah, really, really good album. So um, in terms of its comparison with uh, with Group Home, then I mean, I know you love this one as well, Larry. So this yeah, must be quite a difficult two, decision. Um, yeah, so. I mean, t- two very different sounding albums, like the the very smooth against like the very hard, basically. Mm. Um, group home is a weird one for me because as I've mentioned a few times I I do really struggle to get into old rap albums that I didn't listen to at the time Um, but this is a rare exception I I don't sort of really think I discovered this until a few years ago like maybe three to five years ago um, when I just sort of gave it a listen on on the off chance and yeah I just I still listen to it loads like to this day Um, it is mainly the beats um, it's not uniformly brilliant, but I think the good tracks on here probably represent like my favourite premiere beats. Yeah, um, they're, they're just so raw. Um, just the, the, those hard drums with like just lovely jazzy samples. Yeah, they're often they're um, often quite they're quite simple, but they're so effective. They just they're just instant head nodders. It's like all yeah, of them. Oh, so head, clever head, at doing that, isn't he? Just yeah, pissing, so like good. a really little repetitive sample and just boom bapping it out. It's just yeah, just yeah. like I mean, like a really good example. I'm trying to get it up here, but there's a um, a, like later on the album, there's the um, up against the wall, like the getaway yeah, yeah. remix. It's just oh, so, I love that so much. It's just so, yeah. there are a few kind of um, few tracks that I kind of skip a little bit, but. Oh, well, I, 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 just... I don't know which one it is. You skip is serious rap shit. 
because that's the yeah, only one on here that's produced by um, bit kind of it's produced by Guru that one. Yeah, it's not it's terrible, really but yeah, I, I do, I do tend to. And um, this, this would be a better album if Guru was was rapping on it. I know you two don't like Guru, but he is he is infinitely better than than this. I think, but for me, like like some of the there is some appeal in the rappers that are on this. Like I know that they're not like like you know um Larry they're Dapper's terrible they're, no they're, they're yeah, not that's the, they're not terrible well like, I tell you what I tell you uh, what I think I've I think I've, I think I've worked it out I've pinned it down Lil I think Dap it's Lil Dap perfectly which is the bad one Lil Dap is, I think yeah is the bad okay one. Well, Mal- 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 Malachi the Nutcracker is per is a perfectly cromulent rapper yeah he's all right he's okay he's not brilliant he's the best of the two Lil Dap I think it's the way he delivers the lines and that sort of he's got a weird, he's got a weird cadence almost, isn't he he's got and like then, a, it's almost it's got like the same yeah it's so yeah. basic it's got this like he's got a speech impediment yeah and it, yeah he doesn't pronounce the words properly That's yeah it. but but i like but i like that about him though like it's, he sounds i feel a bit sorry for he sounds sweet yeah he sounds he sounds he sounds, he sounds, well, he sounds he, gentle I, he is I living like in a group it. home to be fair so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah he like yeah you know let, let's admit it, he's he, he's not great but there's something about it that i don't mind listening to anyway i think like the, the rapper the, ra- the, the rapping is, is perfectly superb. fine but yeah, and, yeah I, I probably wouldn't listen to an album of them like if they didn't have this kind of incredible production on it but... that's the thing i mean that's why people listen to it it's probably why people love it the most is the music they come to it yeah and they're either turned off by the rap and all they kind of tolerate it to listen but then to the I, I do like i do for me personally like there are some quite quotable yeah there's lots of little bits on there that do stick well, like hitting your mom's memory. over the head i hit i like i hit your mom's <laughs> over the head with a metal pipe I, I love that it's so just so stupid and horrible. i don't think any other producer has, has ever quoted uh, a group home from this album i think it's I don't know. Yeah, I just there's, some, there's, there's, something, there's, there's something about yeah, superstars great. There's, um, some, uh, there's, there's just something about it. I, I just really like this album. Um, I'm yeah. just trying to think of the tracks. That I, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they just there's so much good on there. And with Christmas coming up, obviously Mal- Malachi the Nutcracker must be a very popular man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in demand. Got a couple of walnuts, to- Malachi. Got a couple of walnuts here. Can you just <laughs> open those for me? <laughs> 2000 that's an incredible beat but they're yeah. all incredible beats yeah so, superstar was always my favorite superstar yeah. superstar is probably the yeah. best on it's there brilliant. Start playing the scratch on that brilliant it's yeah i think i think for me it's this and like jru's debut represent premier's like yeah. best work i that think best. yeah um, no i'd go along with that and um, this this one for me is my personal favorite I, there's something about the beats are just a perfect for me cool Right. Okay. So, right. So, what we're looking at here is then we've got a very mellow, soulful album up against a very hard, proper boom bap New York album. Um, Larry, you love them both. Yeah. Steve, you like one more than the other. My vote's uh, an easy. One. It's an easy one for you. All right. Let's get your let's get your vote first, then, Steve. Grand Pooba, um, easily. Grand Pooba all, all day, every day. Larry, what are you going for? It, I mean, yeah, Grand Pooba. Pooper. All right, it's, yeah. it is quite simple just because it's not like for him for Pooba, it's the beats and the rapping are so on point yeah yeah and absolutely you I'm with you, you can't I'm with deny you it yeah absolutely I'm with you both um, Grand Pooba gets my vote as well 3-0 win in the semi-final for Grand Pooba it's just it's just a vastly superior album yeah when I listen to hell of a lot more than Living Proof um, and so yeah it's an easy one for me too so there we go that's your final lineup Red Man's What the Album versus that is the hell of a 2000 final. in our best of the rest episode it's quite exciting really this is going to be uh 
a massive one. And you can see all the, the crowds uh, piling into the stadium, ready to watch this one. A um, bit of crowd trouble over there in the corner, but we'll, we'll get that tidied up. And um, is that crazy legs? I think that's crazy legs, Danny. It is crazy legs. What's he doing? Got some flares. Oh, he's got. He slit off a flare. All right. Well, let's um, let's get see if the police can get that under control uh, while we go off and uh, have a lie down and get ready for the final. See you in a bit. you join us pitch side here again at the Khalifa International Stadium in Qatar for the final of the Hip Hop World Cup Best of the Rest episode. Uh, this was one of the first venues built for the 2022 Football World Cup. Uh, it's a beautiful stadium uh, packed with fans of uh, Grand Poobah and uh, Redman and it's baking hot here. This is why it's uh, taking place in winter. Um, the only thing bringing down the mood a little bit uh, was the disgraceful sight earlier on of Adrian Childs running around shirt off throwing missiles and trying to wind up some of the fans that are coming into the stadium. Really goading them, wasn't he? Just absolutely goading them. He's, he's, he joined forces with Crazy Legs and they're up in the aisles, up in row Z. He's um, just showing off, isn't just he? Just showing off. But thankfully, the stewards managed to catch him and he, they both appear to have been subdued. Um, so let's just forget about that nastiness. I'm sure FIFA will deal with that in their own time. You think we might get fined for that? There might be. A, we might get fined for that, unfortunately, but we can deal with that um, from the revenue we're going to make from this episode. Uh, let's focus on our final now, um, which sees Grand Poo Bar's uh, 2000, his album from 1995, going up against Redman's What the Album from 1992. This has been a long, gruelling, very taxing Hip Hop World Cup. Um, some great albums have fallen by the wayside. Are you happy with our finalists, Larry? You think this is a fair final? Um, this is how I assumed it would turn out. Yep. I think. Um, and I don't think it's um, unfair. No. I th- I, yeah, absolutely. Steve, are you happy with our finalists? Yeah, really happy. I, I was, um, I, I think, I don't know what you two do, but I always kind of go into an episode thinking, you know, this is the album that I want to win. And I couldn't choose between these two. Really. I thought, you know, it's going to be one of these, one of those. So now we've got I am, side. I am a bit curious <laughs> yeah. as to which one is going to win. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I know. Could flip I, know. A coin here. I honestly, it's weird right now when I'm having to think. I'm like, as I'm talking, I'm like thinking, God, mm. what the hell am I going to choose? They're quite um, different. They're really different, aren't they? One, I think Danny's the, the Danny's the key to this one. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I'm just, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to like revert back to, you know, 1990s Danny. What was not? What was he doing? What was he listening to more? You've also got to go with like what you what you, what you can listen to tomorrow, though. Well, yeah. When you when you're laid laid back, lay back on the on the couch doing a bit of work. That's true. Yeah. What, what would I listen to today? What would Soul Boy Danny to, of today and tomorrow listen to? Um, I think you need to go we, last, Danny. I think I need to go last yes, because one. I can't even process it in my head as I'm talking. But Barry, do you know who you're going to choose? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, definitely. I'm just on the fence. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna um, put an early goal in there for for Puba. Yeah, that's well, that's one nil for for Grand Puba. Well, I, I, I'll jump straight in there and I'll and I'll put one in there for Redman then because let's make Danny make the difficult decision here because. Why like, why are you going for Redman over Puba? Yeah, you got you can't, that, can't, can't just do it for the for the um for the, well, the, the, I, the Jeopardy. I definitely want to do it for the Jeopardy because I can see Danny squirming like anything, and um, I I I I think maybe what you're saying, I think actually 
probably tomorrow I'd listen to 2000, but I think next month I'd revert straight back to Redman because it's an album full of character, some amazing tracks on there. He's 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 one of my, I, I really like Def Squad, so I kind of, I would always kind of go back to listen to them and to his stuff. So I'm going to be loyal to him, even though I stitched Grand Poober up in, you know, the 95 episode that he, he missed out on. I, I, I don't feel I owe him, owe him enough to kind of vote for him in the final. So I think he's probably got further in this competition than he would have in '95. Yeah, that's I, I expect. True. Yeah, that's very true. So Redman, Redman, better, better rapper. Lovely. Uh, I love Eric Sermon as producer. So Danny, it's all on you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, boys. Um, I just like it, you really right, don't know, my, do you? No, I don't know. Here's my problem: like, what am I judging on? Am I putting myself in the shoes of a young Danny who, and, I, and I'm judging it on like what I liked back then? Am I judging it on what I would listen to today or tomorrow if I put a hip hop album on? Um, and in the past, I've judged it on what I would listen to back then and what I've always considered to be the best of these two. Um, and then, what else do you bring into the mix? What what did I listen to most? You've just got to say which one is the best album out of, out of, you know, and justify it. Which one, which one, which one are you, one are you going to take with you to a desert island tomorrow? Okay. All right. Okay. On that basis, I am going to select Grand Poobar. Oh, no way! As my winner. Now, I think that, that, that was a not... clincher. It was a desert island thing, Yeah, the it? desert island. I think, yeah, I think if I, if I took it on a desert island back in the 90s, I probably would have taken that one because it's more listenable. I would have got more out of it. But what my other problem is that I, I I'm very aware I've got this this sort of imaginary group of normal hip hop fans on my shoulder, <laughs> going, "Danny, you got to vote for Redman. It's the better album. It's People what, are idiots, it's what we all like better. He's a better <laughs> lyricist." And then I've got the people on the people on my right hand shoulder. It's all the soul boys going, yeah, but Grand Poober's album, it's more up your street, isn't it? It's got soul samples in it. He does a bit of singing. <laughs> you know, it's got it's got backstabbers on it. And you like backstabbers, don't you, Danny? Why don't you pick it for that reason? <laughs> I've got these these little people on my shoulders. And I think the people on my right shoulder, the soul people have won and they've they've convinced me. Um combined with It's your... just a it's just a nicer listen. Yeah, it's I just I I I, I enjoy listening to it more. Like when you listen to Redman, you get hyped up, you get amped up. Mm. It's exciting. It, yeah. it gets your yeah. blood pumping. Yeah. And sometimes I'm in the mood for that. Usually when I'm in the car. But most of the time, I'm a kind of more of a mellow person, and I prefer things that are mellow and soulful. And I think that's why. Yeah, I think that's why I'm really happy to have made Grand Poobah the winner of our Best of the Rest Hip Hop World Cup. I think that's so there you justified. have it. I think that's just about justified, yeah. Um, if you, look, I know there's going to be some people out there wondering why the hell Grand Poopers 2000 has won our Pit Bot World Cup, and that's fine. If you want to get in touch, please do so. But I think in terms of the people in this room, I think it's a fair outcome. I think anyone that has properly listened to Grand Pooper, like won't be surprised by the outcome. No. And, and and people who have listened to all our previous episodes and what we've said about the sort of hip-hop that we appreciate and like more, most. Yeah. Um, I don't think it will come as any surprise. And we don't have to toe the line as to what hip-hop world in general likes, do we? So well, well, we well. Can, can, I, can I just set myself apart from you two there? I still yeah, well, you did, yeah. Dr. Octagonologist is yeah. by far the best al uh, album in this World Cup. And uh, you two, that just that's, that's you two should cop some stick for that on social media. Absolutely mental. Um, there it is. Our winner is Grand Bars 2000. And joining us now on the line to talk about his triumphant victory in our Hip Hop World Cup Best of the Rest episode. He's been on the line waiting the whole episode. It's Grand Poobar himself. Oh. Do I have to apologise to him? 
Yes, you do. Grand people are great. Thanks for joining us. I know we don't have much time with you. Uh, just a couple of questions. Um, listen, how are you feeling about um, having won our best of the rest episode um, of Hip Hop World Cup? I'm getting this cat backwards. Let's try to this out. So he's like, yo, you make some. Grand people. Is it because I? Is it because I said sorry? Ready? So what's up? Yeah, that was that's crazy. <laughs> No sound coming through. Uh, Grand Poobah? So once again... Uh, right, could you tell us a little bit about um, what it was like making this album? What was? Tell us, give us some anecdotes and stories about your time recording uh, 2000, your, your 1995 album. Well, when that started... I think that... Not again. Not again. Shall I, I phone up Stud Doogie and see if he can get yeah. into it? <laughs> might, might be a loose cable. Oh, we've lost him. He's gone. Oh, well. Okay, all right. We haven't had much luck this run, have we? I thought maybe just for the bonus episode we'd get a decent interview at the end, but unfortunately not. Um, it's such a shame because he was well, he was there listening to it all the way through. <sighs> anyway, nice. never mind. So, okay, so what do you think of our winner? Uh, listen, whether you agree, disagree, or just want to share some of your thoughts on 90s hip hop in general, um, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Hip Hop World Cup. Uh, but for now, thanks for listening. Uh, and until the next episode, uh, we're ghosts like Patrick Swayze. A battle to the death. Classic albums clashing till there's only one left. A killer contest, but before we get to it, there's rules to this game. So let me tell you how we do it. Eight classic albums, one classic year. Draw them out the hat and chew the fat right here. We rate them, we slate them, discuss them and debate them, analyze the beats, and quote the lyrics verbatim. When all is said and done, we put it to the vote and tell you which of them is won. Then it's to the semis and the final for the final cassette or CD. So who will it be? We going all in, so on the sound of the whistle, let the game